So today we're going to have a little talk about something called an escape room. Here, here we are on Easter Sunday. You say, well, Pastor, what does escape room have to do with me? Well, everyone in this room has sometimes known what it's like to feel trapped. Have you ever been there? Ever felt like you got stuck in life, got trapped, you're in a place, you've almost given up, and you're wondering, how do I get out of this? You know, sometimes we get trapped in life by the wounds that other people put on our hearts and on our souls. Sometimes we get trapped by our pride, don't we? Sometimes we get trapped in areas where fear has gripped us. Sometimes uh, bitterness has taken hold of us. Sometimes unforgiveness grabs our life. Sometimes pride gets us and we just can't admit that we need help. Sometimes we get trapped by the fear of other people. What do they think about me? What am I going to do? Everybody in this place knows what it's like to feel like you're trapped. Well, an escape room is a game that's become very popular in America today, really around the world. It's based on two things. You go into a room, they lock you in the room, and you search for clues. There's some good clues, and there's some misleading clues. But the big thing you have to know is the clock is ticking all the time. As soon as you go in, your time starts running out. And what you have to do is get in this room, find the clues, understand which ones are going to help you escape and find the key to get out before the time runs out, and make sure the misleading clues don't stop you. But you know, life's not a game, is it? Life's for real. And what we have to understand as you walk through the journey of life, there are going to be some clues, some truth, some things that are going to help you go in the right direction. And there are going to be some lies in this life. The devil's going to lie to you about who you are. He's going to lie to you about who God is. He's going to lie to you about what might, makes life work. And sometimes people are going to get in the way. And they're just going to lie to you. And life doesn't work. So here's the escape room. I want to go inside this room. And I want to make sure that uh, uh, when I go in here, uh, i got to lock it because that's how it works. I can't uh, go back out. So here we are. We're in the escape room. And the clock's ticking. So what are we going to learn? What are we going to discover today? Well, let's begin to look. They told me the first clue that, that I was supposed to find today was, was a, uh, I, I'm looking for something, a map inside a lockbox. So here we go. A map. A map. What's the first clue? There's some good clues and there's some bad clues. This map tells me something. This map says life's a journey. This map is a good clue because you know what happened to us? You know what God did because he loves us so much? He put this God-shaped vacuum inside every one of our hearts. There's something that makes everyone the same on the face of this planet. No matter their ethnicity, no matter their age, no matter where they came from, God blessed us with a clue. This clue is a vacuum in your heart. It's like a jigsaw puzzle and one piece is missing. And as you go through life trying to escape, trying to find your way out, you're going to find that no matter what I try to put in that place, nothing fits but Jesus Christ. I can try relationships. I can try money. I can try fame. I can try revenge. I can try many different things. But it's like the jigsaw puzzle. It's like this God-given GPS system down deep in your soul. You know, someone said to me one time uh, that atheists don't believe in God, but they sure do miss him. You see, what's happening to us is that life traps us, and we don't know where to go. But God loves us so much that he put this thing in you, this search, 
this empty, this, this longing to find a way. And let me tell you, that's a gift. You, you may have thought it's a curse, but it's a gift. It's a blessing. It's something God gave you. It's a clue that when you run down a dead-end street, when you think you've found the way and it doesn't work, you're reminded there has to be more than this. You know, when you walk through those places, sometimes... And you know the Bible says there's pleasure in sin for a season. For a season. You know what the drug addicts tell us? There will never be a better high than the first one they got off a drug. And so they chase it from that day forward. You know what happens when we live trying to solve the problems, trying to escape the traps of life by ourselves, trying to find the way out? It never works. And yet, God's mercy, no matter how many dead-end streets we run down, no matter how many times we say, I don't believe in God, no matter how many times we might say, I don't need any help, when we have hit the bottom, when we have uh, turned our back on God, when we've tried to do everything we can, what we begin to understand is that there's something in me that keeps drawing me, that keeps pulling me, that keeps saying to me, don't give up, try one more time. Don't give in, try one more time. You may have run down a dead-end street, but there's something that you need. There's something you're reaching for. And today, if you've tried so many different things, if people have let you down, and relationships have let you down. And everything you reach for have left you empty. Can I tell you something? That drawing in your heart is a gift from God. It's a clue that will help you escape from the toughest places in your life. But I'm still in room, so I need to keep looking. This, this clue, the way these clues work in this escape room is that one leads you to the next. And so the first one brought me to the map. That's a good clue. There's, there's a search in me. And if I, I listen in my soul, it's going to bring me to God. But now there's another clue, and it says I've got to find... Uh, something that, that's, that, that's here And uh, these escape rooms are kind of tricky Yeah, there it is It said look under the couch What am I going to find under here? I wonder if this is a good clue or a bad clue Let's take a look at this And, and uh, yeah, there you go What in the world? What is this? A brick A brick? What, what kind of clue is that? This is a good clue or a bogus clue. You know what this brick means? It says there's, there's a wall. And you know, a lot of people have believed this lie. This is a misleading clue. That between you and God is this big wall. This foreboding, towering wall. And people live their life and this, this clue's a lie. This clue says God's on one side and you're on the other side. And no matter what you do, you just cannot get to him. You can't climb the wall. You can't run around the wall. And life has laid block after block after block. And we begin to think, God's not with me. God's not for me. God's separated from me. I'm on one side of the wall and God's on the other side. I'm on the outside looking in. Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever gone to church and you just... Felt like, I, I, I believe in God, but I don't know how to get to God. Have you ever felt like there's such a barrier, such a wall, this thing that, that says, I'm on the outside looking in. There's something wrong with me. There's something missing. I'm, I'm never going to make this thing. I, I, I just don't know what to do. I, you know, I think that's a misleading clue. 
I think this one that put me over here to, to look at the brick that says there's a wall, that God's someplace and I'm on the other side and I can't get to him. I, I hope this isn't the right clue because that's pretty frustrating. But let me see here in this box, is there, is there something else I, I, I can look for? It says I've got to find, there it is. Here's a picture. Here's a picture of a family. Here's a picture of family. Wow. Maybe that's a good clue. Maybe, maybe someone in your family has prayed for you. Maybe somebody in your family that's close on your journey, you're trying to find a way. And when you'd almost given up hope, you, you uh, had a family member to pray for you. You had someone in your family that loved you when you were unlovable. And you wonder, why do they keep loving me? You had a, a, a mother who would not stop praying for you. You had a mother who would not give up on you. And you know you treated her wrong. And you know you did things that were out of line. And yet you kept wondering, why does she keep loving me? Why doesn't she give up on me? Oh, you remember that friend that was in your life and used to hang out, used to run around together, and, and something happened to them. They used to be unhappy. They used to be angry. They used to be searching, just like you and me at one time, and something happened to them. They said they met Christ. They said they got saved, and your life began to change. And Although you want to deny that God is real, you saw their life. You saw what God did. This family and these friends, they're a clue. They're a clue dropped in, God dropped in your life. You know that person that, that, that works next to you, you know, uh, everybody else is complaining and griping and cursing and, you know, telling the jokes they tell at break time and doing what they do. And this person, this person, there's something different. They're like a light when they come in. They're, they're, they, they come in and, and, and you look at them and sometimes you don't want to acknowledge it, but you know, and you look and you say, you know, God could do it for them. Maybe God could do it for me. You know, maybe if, if their life could change, my life could change. And then there's those times when you were there wrestling, is there a God? How do I get out? How do I escape? The clock's ticking. I'm trying to figure life out. There's these family and friends, there are clues. And then you get to that place where someone comes and they tell you, they tell you, God did a miracle. What do you mean? There's that testimony, and it rolls over in your mind about God healing someone. What could that mean? My body, I started to feel overwhelmed, a tightness in my chest, and my heart beating really fast. I decided to depend on God, and I stopped the pills, and immediately my body went back to normal. I have now been, it's been maybe three weeks without blood pressure pills, and even my doctor it's like, well, I don't know what happened. But I understand that when you're under spiritual attack from the enemy, his desire is to take everything from you. And I've challenged myself that no matter what comes my way, that I'm going to stay focused and I'm going to cross every bridge that is ahead of me. Trust God, keep him first, and give him your 100, and all will be possible. 
So what do you do with a clue like that? You know, someone told me one time, it's hard to argue with a man who has an experience. (laughs) When God moves out of the theoretical place into the reality place in your life, you know, maybe you heard people say they went to church and got religion. Well, they, boy, they got short-souled if that's what they got at church. I've heard somebody say, well, my friend got religion. Man, Jesus is not about religion. If you go to church and all you got was religion, you got a bad clue. <laughs> you got a false clue. Religion never healed anyone. Religion never delivered an addict. Ritual and religion never did anything but build more walls and lay more blocks and cause more confusion. But when you meet the one who's the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the one who went to the cross in your place and took your sin and and carried your shame and did it for you, the innocent died for the guilty and took stripes on his back that people could get healed and people right here, right now, in 2019 who were sick, And went to the doctor and the doctor said, I don't know what happened to you, but you're not sick anymore. What do you do with that clue? You have to say there is a God and that he is real and that he cares about you and that he's close enough to do something about you. So when you're trying to get out of this escape room, when you're trying to to move out of this place where life has grabbed you and you consciously know that not only in my soul do I know There's something I'm looking for. But you also know the clock is ticking. That I have opportunities to escape what's holding me back from God, what's wrecking my life. But I also know when I'm honest that the clock's ticking. You know, I read recently in the book of Ecclesiastes, it said something strange. It said it's better to go to a funeral than a party. Now, that's not what I thought at one point in my life. The last place I wanted to go is a funeral. The last place you want to go when you're trapped is a funeral because you have to think about things you don't want to think about. You sit there for a minute and you're reminded, dear God, the clock's ticking. So why would God say there are times it's better to go to a funeral Then a party, you know why? Because he loves you so much. He wants you to hit pause for a minute. He wants you to look around and consider the clues. Look again at the things that have brought God's mercy. Your family, your friends, the people that have prayed for you. and, 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 And you've seen God change their life. And you can say what you want to say, there's not a God, or God doesn't care, or, 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 or He's not alive and well in this day and time. But what do you do when lives are changed right in front of your face? That's not religion, that's relationship with Jesus Christ. What do you do when someone was sick and now they're well, and what can you say? But, but God did that. That's a good clue. That's an important clue. Because you see, not only do you know the clock's ticking, God knows the clock is ticking. And he's doing everything he can to point you in the right direction, to get you out of this room because the time's running down. So this was a good clue. The testimonies of my family and my friends, the people that loved me when I didn't deserve to be loved, the people that were kind to me when I was not kind, the miracles that God has done that that are absolutely undeniable. It's a, it's a good clue. But I don't know. I, sometimes even with the 
best of clues, the most powerful testimonies. What makes us wait? Why do we hear that and see that and still wait? What does this Easter Sunday morning have to do with the rest of your life? What does coming in a building on a Easter Sunday have to do with tomorrow morning when you get up and go to work? Well, what we find here that we hope will get us out of this room, most important thing you'll ever learn, if it doesn't work on Monday as well as it does on Sunday, you haven't gotten the right clue yet. Then if what you're looking for doesn't work in the toughest moments, you haven't found what God's trying to get to you. And if this faith and relationship can't go to work with you and go to school with you and walk you through the tears and through the valley of the shadow of death and be with you on your best day and bigger than your worst day, then you haven't found the answer to what you're searching for. Why wouldn't we just hear that testimony? Well, it pointed me to another clue. And this is too familiar to too many of us. Staircase. For many people, this clue, I believe this is one of those misleading clues. This is a lie. Because you know what the devil says? You're down at the bottom. God's up at the top. And somehow I've got to earn my way from where I am to where he is. Somehow I've got to pay enough price to move from me to him. And that's what a lot of people think about God. It's a lie. It's a misleading clue. Their thoughts are, I have to earn my way. I have to do enough good things. I have to make God like me. I have to pay enough price. I have to suffer enough. I have to travail enough. I have to somehow do enough good deeds that when I die, I hope that when I die, I've done more good things than bad things and the scale is in my direction. But if you could earn your way to God, then the cross of Jesus Christ is the greatest waste in the history of humanity. If there's anything that anyone could do to save themselves, <clears throat> to get out of this room, to get out of the trap, if you could do it, then the blood of Jesus was wasted. If you could earn your way, then we didn't need the cross. But the truth of the matter is, that's a lie. That's a misleading clue. It'll trap you in the escape room of life because if you and I, Living under the concept while the clock's ticking that I've got to earn it. I've got to pay for it. You know, some people really would prefer it to be that way because we so want to be in charge. We so want to be in control that we want to come to God on our terms. We don't want to humble ourselves and say, God, you know, if it weren't for your grace, I'd never make it. We don't want to say like the Apostle Paul, I am what I am by the grace of God. I didn't earn it. I didn't deserve it. But Jesus paid it on the cross. See, and you have to come to that place. Either you live your life trapped in an escape room trying to earn your way to God. And the clock ticking on an exercise of futility. That clue is a lying clue. That clue is one that the devil has put out on so many people. Well, I'm a good person. Good isn't good enough. You don't need a good idea in your life today. You need a God idea in your life. We, we, we have to understand that clue. That clue is just not going to make it happen. It's a, it's a lie. It's a false assumption. It's, it's a thought that I could somehow get there. 
Or it's the frustration that makes me think, no matter how hard I try, I'm never going to make it. Because, you know, when we try to earn our way to God, you know what it's like. It's two steps up and another failure and another step down. Try to get back to him. And I blew it again, God. I'm never going to be perfect. I try to go to church and do it on my terms. And and I keep falling back down on this. And your whole life is an exercise in futility. Up the steps of earning it. Back down the steps again. It seems like I can never get there. And the harder you try, the more frustrated you become. Until you just give up. And you say there's no way. And then we start the excuses, don't we? Then we start the alibis. And then we find other people. And what we do, we gather together at the foot of this lie that I'm going to earn my way to God with other people trying to earn their way to God and other people that are frustrated. And we begin to say, well, God is hard. And God's not for me. And He's not a good God. And those lies are because we don't understand. That's a false clue. If you try to come to God like that, it's never going to make any difference in your life. See, that's a lying clue. And so, here on this clue, there's one message for me here. It's pointing me to the next clue. Man, I hope it's better than this one. Because this one was a dead end. And, 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 And in this escape room, sometimes the clues are a little veiled. And all I can see here, written on the top of this step of this false clue, it says 316. What's 316? Let me look. 316. 316. 316. 316. Maybe it's on the brick. No. 316. What is this? This is a Bible. Now, according to this, there's a clue. What's 3.16? Oh, John chapter 3, verse 16. Maybe this is the clue. For this is how God loved the world. He gave His one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in Him will not perish, but have eternal life. That could be a good clue. So let me think about this. And I'm getting a little nervous. That clock's been running. Not as young as I used to be. And sometimes we don't know how short life really is. And how many opportunities God gives us to get outside this trap. Everybody's clock is different. 316, John 316 is a clue. So let me think about that clue. I'm trapped in this place. I've been lied to that there's a wall between me and God. That's frustrating and lonely apart from Him. Then I I came over here and this thing of I've got to earn my way. I've got to prove to God. I've got to earn His love. Maybe that's the only love you ever knew in your life. Love because you earned it. Love because you, you, you had to work for it. But then, but then this, but this clue says 
For God so loved the world. That's you and me. That's everybody trapped. That's everybody who failed. That's everybody who, who believed a lie that God's behind the wall and they can't get to him. That's everybody who believed the lie that I've got to earn my way to God. And that he doesn't love me first, he loves me last. He doesn't just love me, he loves me if, or he loves me if I do this. But this said, God loved me first. For God so loved the world, everybody in the world, the people I like and I don't like, the people who agree with me and don't agree with me, the people who look like me and the people who don't look like me. God so loved the world that he did something. He gave. God loved first. God's love prompted him to do something. Real love is always an action thing. And, and, and he gave us his son. That has to be a clue. That has to be an answer. That has to be, oh, oh I know. A lot. See, see, this is new to me and maybe to you. And, 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 and I know a lot of people think this, this Bible is just an old book and, and, and it has nothing to do. But if that clue is true, we've got hope in the escape room. Because he loved us enough to give his son. And, and, and it helps us know the, the wall is a lie and the staircase is a lie. That, that he loved us enough to go die in our place. No one's ever done that. That whoever believes in him, whoever, 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 anyone, everyone, everybody can come and believe in him. Trust in him. Believe his word. On an Easter Sunday morning, wouldn't it be crazy to be sitting in a building called a church and you're in the escape room? Wouldn't it be sad to be so close, but you're still trapped? Wouldn't it be a tragedy to come in this place where we're celebrating the goodness of God? Say, what are you people so excited about? Well, the resurrection means the cross worked. It means that when God loved us and gave his son and he put it out there and died for our sins, the devil thought he'd won. Do you know the Bible says that the devil would have understood what was happening? He would have never crucified Jesus. But his anger and his fury blinded him and he crucified Jesus. And for three days, hell had a drunken party. But on the morning of the third day, there was a rumble and an earthquake and a shaking and a moving. And death and hell lost its power. And the Son of God walked out of the biggest escape room in history and won it all for us. It worked. It worked. It worked. The cross worked. Salvation worked. That means you don't have to go home the same way you came in this room today. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him, whoever says you have to be the way. You're the only way. I, I, I've tried every other clue. But you know, sometimes with the family and the friends and the testimony, with the searching in our heart, you, you see, see, all your life, you, you didn't identify the search. We misread it. We thought, well, 
I'm not happy in this marriage, so I need another marriage. That's not the problem. I don't like this job. I need another job. This house is too small. I need a bigger house. I've only got one car. I need another car. Now I've got another car and another car. Now I need a boat. Now I've got another car and another car and a boat. Now I need a lake house. Now I've got this house and a lake house and three cars and a boat. Of course, then you have a family and they take them all away from you. But so, 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 so what happens is you keep looking. You're trying to make it happen. And you're trying to figure this thing out. But these clues keep drawing you. Because the love of God said, I don't want anyone to perish. I don't want anyone to die. I don't want anyone to end their life trapped in the escape rooms that life puts on us. This is real life. This is not a game. God's doing everything he can to get to us. And, and again, how sad would it be to have heard this, to hear the clue, to be sitting in this room identifying with what life really is, knowing what it's like to feel trapped, knowing what it's like to get the lies and hearing the truth. But you see, you got to do something with it. You've got to believe it. You have to act on it. You have to put your life in his hand because there's always lies. This thing, I wish, I, I wish this was the last clue, but there's one more. I don't know if it's real. It says, we've got to look here. We have to, there's something. Oh, man. I don't want to see this. Garbage bag. A trash bag. This clue says, some people look at their life like a garbage dump. I've made so many mistakes. I've had so much sin. I've been so far, Pastor. I waited so long. I feel like when God looks at me, he sees a failure. He sees a mistake. He sees dirty. He sees smelly. This clue has got to be a lie. Hope it's a lie. Surely it's a lie that I, God could never love me. He loves the world, but he couldn't love me. I, I just, pastor, I want help. Pastor, I know the clock's ticking. Pastor, I know that, that this, there's got to be more to my life than this. But pastor, I feel so unworthy. I feel so far. I, I've turned my back on God. I once knew God. I once prayed to God. I once worshipped God, but I believed the lies. I got trapped. I was caught. And when I think about me and God, I think about a garbage pile. I think when God looks at me, he's embarrassed of me. I'm a stench to God. I'm a, I, I, I think God has to reject me. Surely I'm outside John 3.16. Surely I had a chance, but I just waited too long. It got by me. Pastor, I want out of this room. I want, I, 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 I want out, Pastor, but I've checked the door so many times. Someone help me. I'm, someone help me. 
Pastor, it's too late for me. Pastor, I don't think that I'm ever going to make it. I wish it was okay. I've come to church and all I feel is condemned. I've come to church and I feel hopeless. I, I think that trap is the one that's going to catch me. And so, for a lot of people, they just say, I think it's too late. I think it's too late. I heard the clues and I had the clues, but it's just too late. I've just gone too far. I've missed my chances. I'm almost out of time. I just need to stop the inevitable. I just need to realize I'm trapped and there's no way out for me. So I might as well end it. I might as well just get it over. Why go through any more lives? Why go through any more moments where I'm just disappointed again? I'm trapped. It's over. I think it's time for me to just stop the clock and end my misery. It's impossible. It's over. there's a way out, you got this or you got this. And I believe because Jesus escaped, we've got a key. And let's see if I can't get out of this room and I'm out. <laughs> and he holds the key of death, hell, and the grave. And no matter what trapped you, no matter what held you back, no matter what ripped you off and robbed you and lied to you and said to you, you're never going to make it. You might as well end it. I've got some good news for you. Before the clock ran out, God rose up. Before it was too late, Jesus brought the keys out of the hands of hell itself. And death and hell and the grave has been defeated by Jesus Christ today. He's God. He's the one who opens the door. He's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. Come on, let's give him thanks today. He's the great escape. He's the God who makes a way where there was no way. The mighty God. The most high God. 
I want you to be seated for just a moment and we're going to be dismissed in just a moment or two. So what do we do? Every one of us have been trapped and wondered, is there a way out for me? The Bible says about Satan, Jesus said, there's a strong man who's taken his captives and he locked them up. And there's nothing that anyone can do to get out of his escape room. Jesus said, until a stronger man comes on place. And when Jesus burst out of that grave, that's what we celebrate today. He threw open the door to every escape room in every life that has ever lived. And he put in your hand the keys of freedom, of healing, of hope, of the mercy of God. I have some good news for us today. You don't have to earn your way to God. Jesus paid the price on the cross. Set you free. I've got good news for you. You're not on one side of a wall and God's on the other. He's the God who did anything he could to find you. When Adam sinned in the garden, he ran from God. God ran after Adam. When man blew it, when you've been at your lowest, God is pursuing you, giving you clues, the the word of God, the love of God, the testimony of friends, the mercy of God. That journey you've been on, this empty place you've tried to fill with everything, his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. He's the God of mercy. When you felt unworthy, like there was nothing you could ever do to be acceptable by God, He's the God who left the 99 and went after the one until He found that one. He's the God, like the father with the prodigal son, that when the boy came home, having fed the pigs and lived with pigs and eaten what the pigs eat and he came home stinky and messy and dirty and nasty and failing and his father ran and threw his arms around him and said my son my son come on out of the escape room today with all this good news the clock still ticks it's your chance it's your moment it's what you've been searching for it's the disappointment you couldn't understand it's the rejection of people that didn't make sense all those things were designed to break you down to lie to you to rob you to tear your life into pieces today the doors open today Jesus made the way out And I want to say to you, come on out. (laughs) Come on out today. Believe in Jesus. Believe his love for you. Come on, let's don't be religious. I don't know what you want to call it. We, we, We live in a nation that is desperately searching. Looking for peace. Trying to be free. The answer to your trap is not to say you were born to be trapped. The answer to your trap is Jesus who breaks every chain and breaks every fetter and opens every door and has a key to every lock the devil ever made. So today, come out of your depression. 
Come out of your fear. Come out of your wound. Come out of your bitterness. Come out of, come out of pride. Come out of rejection. And live again. And breathe again. Easter resurrection means the doors open. Jesus broke out. Would everyone in this room please bow their head with me right now? I want to give you the greatest opportunity of your life. Listen, I'm just asking you to bow your head. Not because this moment is is hard or tough. This is the greatest moment of your life. I just ask you to bow your heads and give you a moment of privacy. Okay, it's you, me, and God. And the door's open. Are you going to come out? Maybe you've never asked Christ in your life. Today's the moment. You search and search. You're not a bad person. You're a good person. You've just been searching. And today you say, I'm coming out. I want Jesus. I accept him. I believe in him, Pastor. I want to be a Christian. Or maybe you're like a lot of people who once followed Christ, once believed in Christ, and life got in the way. You are trapped again, and you fell back in it, and you thought it's hopeless, and here you are today. Some kind person invited you. Maybe you've been coming to church and thinking about it and checking it out. Well, I'm going to tell you today, the clock's ticking, but we beat that clock today. (laughs) You're breathing right now. We beat the clock today. It's ticking, but you beat it today. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. The only promise out of the escape room is now. Not tomorrow, now. It's the only promise now, not tomorrow. So today right now come on take Christ come back home get out of that far land and ask Jesus to be your Savior